All right, and we're welcomed on, well, welcoming on Talent Agros to the Soccer Roundtable podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. So the Chicago Red Stars, they played Seattle Rain FC in their last match, and they were up 1-0 most of the match, then uh, gave up two late goals in um, the ninth minute and stopped the time. Can you talk about how deflating that was? It was very upsetting, especially because the last two goals came in the 90th and the 92nd minute, and it we were like fighting the entire game all the way up to the 19th minute. Perfect defense, great connecting passes. We tested their goalie way more than they tested ours. The game was going smooth until those last two goals came out of nowhere, technically. Yep, and what do you think is the strongest point for Chicago this season? Where is one area that they really excel at and that separates them from the rest of the league? I'm so sorry, would you be able to repeat that? Of course. Where is one area on the team, the roster, that Chicago really excels at? Like what position group do they really separate themselves from the rest of the NWSL? I would say deep, like midfield mostly. There we have pretty strong players in midfield, like Huerta, who was uh, recently asked to join the U.S. Women's National Team training camp. We also have Press, Julie Johnson, who has been playing both midfield and defense for the past since the start of the season, and they've been doing a great job in keeping connection and keeping the ball within our reach and trying to connect the ball more to reach the other goal, trying to score. And so far, we've been doing great in the NWSL. We're still the top four. We still have a chance to get back up to the first two during this game Sunday. And where is one area that you think the Red Stars can really improve and that you think they're most vulnerable in at the moment? At the moment, I would say goalkeeper. We, like, either we need to work on having more than just one backup goalkeeper in the team, uh, or at least we should have had Michelle Dalton start in more games just to get her back when a player stops from playing a competitive game for over a year, almost a year now, it's kind of hard when you get back, especially when you were playing a team like Seattle Lions. We understand that Alyssa was injured and we it was a precaution for the rest of the season not to let her play that game. But when we were playing towards the playoffs, it would have been great if we had a goalkeeper who was always active during the game and was ready to be like set in that spot at that time. Yep. And so Chicago's in a pretty good place in the playoff race. They're close to the top of the table. What do you Correct. think do you think they're a contender for the NWSL championship this year? And I mean, what do you think will get them over the hump to reach that goal? A strong I would say they're a strong contender, especially that the number one is North Carolina Courage, which 
which we beat both at home and away. So the team that is on top right now is a team that we have defeated twice and we can take down easily. What happened in the Portland game was a shock too. When we lose two home games, it was kind of like a heartbreaker, I would say, for the fans and us. Uh, but I can uh, I have a strong feeling this coming up game Sunday will recover back, and I I would believe the the championship game is going to be between Chicago and North Carolina. Yeah, and North Carolina has had you know very very strong season so far. You know, what do you think North Carolina did in the off season the courage to, you know take this top spot on the table and really lead the pack. What have they done differently in NWSL in terms of creating their roster? I would say they recruited um, some really good players. They've been putting, the coach has been doing a really good job in putting everyone in the correct spot. And they have, as a team, they have a pretty good communication skill. During the game, you would see them yelling, calling out for each other, asking, like communicating in a way that will help the team push, and that's why they're in the top right now. I would think the Red Stars should do better on communication on the field and off the field, and especially like at, because we have five of the national, U.S. Women's National Team players, so they've been playing together for a while and the Red Stars have been there for a while and the girls have been together for a while so their communication on the field should get stronger and I think the best part is that the North Carolina Corps have been doing is most probably the everyday practice uh, the the communication between players, coaches and the staff and Lately, they've been doing, like, super good. And when you're saying the only team that has technically defeated them at home and away is the Red Stars, that would, like, give us a huge push that we're up to that level. Losing to Portland or Sierra Line isn't going to stop us from trying to reach that level. And hopefully that cup is for the Red Stars. They deserve it. And the Red Stars, at last match, they had close to about 2,500 people in attendance. What do you think the Red Stars and NWSL in general can take to make that next step so, you know, attendance and uh, viewers are uh, watching the match online or on TV? How can the numbers increase, and how can the NWSL grow their brand in general? So far, the numbers have been great. Uh, comparing to what we had at the start of the of this season, our numbers have raised like in huge way. Uh, I would say the Go90 app helped a lot, but they need it still needs some work. It's kind of it's kind of cuts off sometimes during the game. Uh, the NWSL live stream on the app or the website has been doing really good for viewers who are viewing us from nationwide. Uh, I would say we need more advertisement. We need, like, as 
for the women's sport for you saying when you were saying when you were saying MLS sports when the MLS All Star game happened in Chicago the advertisement was everywhere radio TV it was worldwide I would think with the NWSL maybe host an All Star game against any top women's team any worldwide and we'll when we are connecting the best players together and putting them all in one, I would think people would want to come and watch that. When you see the stadium, the, all those little girls with the signs for their favorite player, those girls were going to be begging their parents to come out and go to the games and support those fans. And the same with the players. They'll be pressured to go out and do their their best to help to make those fans happy. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I was in Kansas City a few weeks ago, and, you know, driving down the road, people do not really know what um, FC Kansas City is. The women's team, they're not familiar with them. And so when they have billboards that say, we're back, but you don't really say who we are, we just have pictures of the players, it doesn't help market the team as much. So I think more direct marketing and more um, thought-out marketing, definitely. And I thought you brought up a phenomenal point about the NWSL All-Star game. And I know MLS, they play a European power, but they're to the point of where they're expanding to their 23rd team next season, and they have the fans, the support, and the amount of players to really have their own uh, East versus West All-Star game in a standard format where – NWSL, I think, grow their game. I think that'd be a that's a great option to uh, play a European power. You know, kind of draw a lot yeah. of excitement to the game. They they don't they can play. There's like a huge number of women's teams out there that it can be not just for a championship game. It can be a friendly game between like the NWSL stars. All-Stars and, for example, FC Barcelona uh, female team, or they can do the FC Real Madrid female team, or the Manchester United, who Carly Lloyd plays for. There's a bunch of teams out there that there's a lot of fans for in any state. So if we host an NWSL All-Star friendly, I'm not saying for like a championship or something a friendly one would have great support by both 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 fans and will bring way more to the table than we have right now from fan support and numbers in the stadiums I agree with that and now this is a little more of a generic question now mm-hmm. we've had I've had this conversation with a few other people around the NWSL, and I've had this conversation with some of the other writers at Soccer Roundtable. But what are your favorite, like, what are your top two favorite kits? And then NWSL, what are your top two favorite logos from the league? Uh, I'm gonna sound a little biased, but the new Chicago Red Stars logo has, I would say, is like my top favorite. Uh, and the second top one would be the Seattle line. When I don't know if you guys were following up on their Twitter page, but lately they had this kind of Starbucks themed logo on their Twitter page, and I thought that would look super cool on their jerseys. 
they recently took it down, but it was one of the logos I loved for them, especially because they're representing Seattle, the house of like Starbucks coffee. Uh, I like that logo. Other than that, I would say the Orlando Bright and the Chicago Red Stars would be my top two. Yeah, um, I really did like the new Seattle uh, logo that before they took it down. The Portland Thorns and the Washington Spear are two that also jump out to me. I think they're kind of unique logos, especially the Thorns. The thorn, I agree for the Thorns, especially because of and that they do that flower ceremony after the game, which is kind of very fan fans love it. And I would I would love to see all the teams have like a kind of ceremony after every game just honor their players, thank them for the job they've done throughout that game, more support. It's definitely very unique, and I would like to see that um, more around all sports, uh, I mean, especially soccer in America. Now, Mm -hmm. where do you think NWSL can expand next year? What are some cities you think would bring the excitement to the game? Michigan, maybe. I think Michigan should host a team, maybe. Be especially like right now, uh, as a student in Michigan, the Michigan has a, a low number of sports teams that compete compete nationwide, and they have a pretty good supporting system for like the Detroit Tigers, or and I think those fans would love also to have a soccer team that males or female that they can support. Yep, and the, the Detroit has really supported and grown around their amateur NPSL soccer team on the men's side where they're an amateur league playing with guys that do not get paid and they're still selling out all their matches, 7,500 people and seeing broadcast on Fox Sports Detroit. It's very, very impressive what they're doing in Detroit for soccer. I think it would be probably the right time to Go to the women's side of the game. Atlanta is probably my second or my first choice, actually, in front of Detroit, where Atlanta has this new rage for soccer and this love and passion for soccer, especially with Atlanta United coming into fruition and some other NPSL teams really doing well. I think Arthur Blank could could bring a a great team. I think it'll fit really well in Atlanta. I know Atlanta had a women's team a few years ago. They had a bunch of U.S. women's national stars, but that kind of folded very, very quickly. That yeah, it went by super fast, but you can still, if you look back at it, it was a small rush that kind of gave a push to women's soccer. And I think we need to do more of like activities that would promote women's soccer nationwide. Of course, and well, thank you for joining us in Talk Roundtable. We really enjoyed the interview. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Goodbye.